1: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com.
2: What is going on, everybody out there in Philly and everywhere in hockey town? What's going on? We are uh, drunk on ice. So, my name is Don. Uh, I'm joined by uh, my co host, Jason. We got a a special guest. We got uh, Mike from the Fired Up podcast. We're uh, looking forward to having uh, some great conversations with you this week. Jay? Yes, sir. I appreciate
3: it. I'm, I'm excited to be here, excited for some hockey talk. Uh, you guys crushed it last week! What's what, how many views are you guys at now? Over twenty one hundred? Do You guys reach twenty two yet?
2: We're close. I think it's like pretty damn 2180. impressive. Like, <laughs> that 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 kind of blew me away. I was yeah. I was not expecting um, you know the the feedback to to get you know when very very rarely do I have any kind of content that, that that's worth you know looking into like all the statistical stuff that you can look at, you know, but, you know, looking at the impressions, you know, and seeing how many times it's been kind of circulated out into the, the, the Twitter sphere, you know, seeing that it's, you know, approaching, you know, near a hundred thousand, you know, you know, impressions. I don't even, (laughs) I honestly don't even know what the impression means Um, from what I understand. It just means that that was seen somewhere on someone's feed, but um, you know, just you know, re- really looking forward to just kind of killing, you know, this hockey talk and you know com- coming coming bi weekly gives us a chance to, you know, build up the content to not run out of things to talk about. And uh, you know, we're just looking to get into some good content.
0: Most definitely, man. I like first and foremost, like thank everybody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. you 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 know, everybody out there, this we appreciate everybody viewing it and, and sharing it. And it's just exciting to be able to do this podcast together. Like it's refreshing because we all know our love for Flyers hockey. We're all three wearing our, you know, our Flyers stuff here. Yep. So we all got here it. to go.
2: <laughs> Mike, I, I, I was hopefully optimistic that you were going to wear the, the shirt that you're giving away.
3: I Yeah, I should have. I didn't even think of that it's a good question Ah. yeah we are are doing a giveaway over there it's a design me and dom came up with uh so go check it out so you do you guys
2: do you when you guys put out merch is that something you guys put together
3: yeah yeah we so far we've we've designed it we're we're in the process of working with um our distributor bonfire uh to come up with a design but right now so far it's just me and dom kind of coming up with everything
2: very nice yeah very cool and jay you just finished up an episode of uh sports and metal
0: I did. Uh, we we had to take the week off last week, so it was a lot of a uh, lot of fun. You know how those times are when you take the week off; like you have a lot of energy and a lot of you know things that you wanted to talk about. So yeah, it was a great show, and uh, you know we're just trying to. Obviously, we cover more than national stuff, but we did get into the Ben Simmons talk, so that was kind of.
2: I <laughs> I don't even want to talk yeah. about it, but yeah. You know
0: too
3: much yeah, drama. It's,
2: listen, it's it's the it's the uh cowardly lion driving the mr softy <laughs> truck like just it's it I, I, I i'll tell you what though ton of respect for mb ton of respect for for daryl Morey, some of the stuff he was saying today don't tell, tell him basically <laughs> that, that this could last four years
3: that's <laughs> fantastic i got a lot of
2: respect for him i you know <laughs> You know, uh, real quick before we get started, you know, we have our our sponsor, Lots of Rain Watches, uh, some some very affordable luxury watches. So if you haven't gone and check them out, check them out. They got uh, some really quality stuff. When you go in there, uh, use the DOB code, and you know we'll get we'll get some kickbacks. Support your local podcast, and uh, you know we're gonna get we're gonna just jump right into you know recapping the flyers. Um, you know, Mike, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I mean, they look good, right? Aside from maybe one period against the Canucks, they've looked pretty good. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where, like, granted, the second game they played the, the expansion team, nobody really expects a whole lot from. But you go out the very next game and you dominate the Bruins. I mean, you put up, what, they put six against the Bruins? I mean, this team can yeah. score, which I I didn't think they were going to. Um, I thought they were going to have to win a lot of 3-1, 3-2 type of games. And they're they're putting up goals, which is really really impressive. I mean, can we talk about the the Joel Faraby Cam Atkinson duo? I mean, and, and even Brassard is as kind of the third wheel there. I mean, they're they're the duo I I didn't think we needed that that we definitely will mean, deserve. That's for sure.
2: You you can already start to see some of those moves paying dividends this early. Yep. Um, the the one thing like when I went through and looked at like the you know, like, I, I'm I'm the kind of geek that like will like have like a Google doc of like just typing out stuff throughout the game. But I can't tell you how many times throughout those first three games I'm writing like the aggressive, like aggressive start, you know, getting, getting a ton of shots on goal, like the, the, the aggressive nature that, and the shoot first mentality, like getting Atkinson and him that he doesn't waste any time if he's got even the slightest window to take a shot, he is trying to take a shot. I love how aggressive they are. And and like you said, Mike. aside from that one period against Vancouver where two of the four goals are fluky, you know, I, I think you have to like what you see, Jay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you guys. I mean, just kind of looking at the stat lines, I mean, Atkinson, 13 shots. I mean, when is the last time we had a guy, you know, of that caliber that's actually, you know, going to consistently put the puck on net? Right. Uh, you hit on a good point, too. brassard like, quietly, I mean, that line combined, you got Farabee with six points, Broussard with five, and Atkinson with four. I mean, right there, I mean, that's, And that's with your first line really not firing on all cylinders yet. So imagine when that happens, if they could see the whole thing to me is that, and we, you know, we talked about this on, you know, our debut show, uh, you know, can the Flyers be consistent? And, And you're right. Like this early punch of coming out and scoring. I mean, it's not, it's not a coincidence that it hasn't happened in a very long time. I mean, They have 16 goals in three games. The last time that they scored that many goals was 1983-1984 season when they had 17. I mean, so that's going way back. So I know it's a small sample size, but to be where they're at right now and, you know, like you said, okay, yeah, you played, you know, the Kraken and you played Vancouver – but then, like you said, to be able to double back and come back and then play that way against Boston, that to me is what's you know most impressive. And honestly, what I believe is the most surprising thing to me. But then again, it's not surprising if you listened to what you guys have talked about on your shows, what we talked about uh, bringing in, you know, guys that were leaders and a making a team that's tough. A team that's gonna to be tough to play against. I mean, how about Thompson like getting in a fight? Like
2: yeah, I mean listen, he he you know, the 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 interaction between, you know, the the player and Drew and them going after Drew and you know the the grit and, and the not gonna take anybody's shit kind of mentality is it that mentality will play so well in this town. Um, and I think it's something that they're only going to be able to capitalize on. Um, you know, some of the, you know, the, where, where Hart gives up those, those, those goals in that second period, you know, when I go back and look like he didn't give up another goal until the th- third period against Seattle. Like, so for him to, you know, the, those were places where he struggled last year, right. He would give up fluky goals and then he would give up, a bunch more and it would take him a game and a half, two games to kind of get right again, you know, for him to be able to kind of flip a switch and turn that around and then not give up any goals in the third and then not give up another goal until the third period in
3: yeah, but if if you remember the Seattle game early on, he got tested too. He he faced a breakaway uh from a turnover it might have been Yandel, uh turned the puck over, breakaway. And then he absolutely robbed Jordan Eberle, like up on the doorstep. So yeah, I mean he got tested and he he was rock solid in,
0: in that game. I I mean, I gotta be honest with you, like it seems like that sequence, it was almost like a light switch went off on the whole team because they, they did, you know, obviously they forced, you know, the shootout in game one. But in that game, it was like they were they were struggling early in that period. They had not only did they have turnovers, they, they were playing soft. And then it was like Carter Hart had those like it was like a sequence of like three saves. I believe I exactly I think Everly was the one where it was like point blank.
3: Yeah. Right. And then they went back the down. It, yep. Yeah.
0: And then they went back down on a, you know, kind of a breakaway and scored. Yeah. And it seemed like after that, since that moment, this team's been playing with like a different mentality. And I said it during that game when that happened that sometimes it takes confidence. And when you have a hot goalie, that can change your whole team from being a team that maybe could finish fourth or fifth in the division to actually competing to win the division. So I think you're right, man. You, you hit it with, with with Carter Hart. I mean, a lot of people were bashing him after game one. I, I saw a ton of people saying, oh, here we go again. And I kept saying, guys, it's first game jitters. It was the first game. Like, you got to give the guy, a, you know, kid a
2: chance. Like, and he showed it. I mean, that's typical Philadelphia though, right? <laughs> like, like <laughs> the, the first, It happens, something happens in the first game super duper hot take you'll get him out he's done yeah. he's the same as Le- like so you know I, I, the the way that the way the that <laughs> I'm approaching the eagle season kind of has opened my eyes to be able to like look at it a little bit differently and be like it's a slow bird right it's a marathon it's not a sprint it's you know you, you you've got you know 80 games to be able to make that determination. And I think what you're seeing early on, you know, gives you glimpses into where I think the biggest thing, the biggest place where they could struggle could be injuries. Right. So they've got to stay healthy. But I think the fact that they've got young, uh, they've got a lot of young talent. They've got a really deep farm system. I think that's that's going to help them be able to kind of fill in those gaps. Let, Let me ask you
3: something back to the injury point. Um, we talked about how good Broussard's been on that second line. I know it's a while away, a little while away. When Kevin Hayes come back, comes back. Do you, do you put him on that line, and do you, do you break that line up, or or is Broussard your second line center?
2: I mean, listen, you you gotta go if that line is working, and those guys are clicking, and they're putting they're putting points up like they're point like they are right now. I mean, I I would be hard pressed to break him up at that point. Okay. I think, you know, and, but here's the other thing, though, is that I think Hayes is the type of guy that'll understand that. He's not gonna take like if you have to put him as you know on, on the third line, I don't think he's a guy who's gonna be like, Yeah, I'm not playing on the third line. Like he he's he's a team player, he's a guy who is going to know what his role is, and I think you know, that is only going to enhance that third line, right? And it makes them much deeper. You know, they're 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 not gonna be struggling on the power play. Like they'll be able to kind of fill in those pieces where you know the fact that they're getting the the type of production that they're getting from those guys is incredible. And did I I don't know if you guys saw I saw it somewhere where they're the the contract of Voracek is almost equivalent to those. I did see all this. three I, of those guys. It's actually,
3: it's actually more, I believe. Is I it really? It, I believe so, yeah.
2: I mean, talk <laughs> about like, what? Talk about not realizing how bad it was until it's gone, right? He was a guy who was always a fan favorite. He was a guy that everybody loved. But you're realizing that, like, it was a whole lot of fluff and not a whole lot of production.
3: Yeah, and, I, and I've said it publicly before, too, is I, I legitimately believe he has the raw talent, Vorchek, to be like a top 10 player in the league. Um, He's got the shot. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. He's impossible to take the puck off of. But he's got no brain when it comes to hockey IQ and just makes boneheaded plays. Right. Um, so he, th- it, that really hurts.
2: Who's the guy? Oh, he's the, he's the Derek Barnett. of, of,
3: of. Right. Exactly. Oh
2: God. Yeah. I, I was never a Warcheck
0: fan, but, but I agree with Mike. I, I mean, he, he's a guy that does have the talent, but to me, what he lacks, like I'm sitting here watching Cam Atkinson and it's just a breath of fresh air going yeah. from War to Atkinson because Atkinson is in your face and he has energy and he's, he cares. I think the whole thing with Wurczak, and I I don't want to say that... It's hard to say that a player doesn't care. But he almost had that, like, just kind of always nonchalant. You know, even, like, when he would be up against the boards and you're thinking, dude, this guy has size. Like, honestly, he...
4: winner.
1: It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Mickey Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Mickey Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at com.
0: In a weird way, he kind of reminded me of Yager as far as his size and like his skill with yeah. the puck. Yeah, but he absolutely. just never like he just I remember like Yager though would hit people. And and yep. he would like, you know, when he was he would take the body, and it just seems like Voracek's biggest thing is like, I just don't think he has that killer attitude. And,
3: and he refused, and he refused to shoot the puck too. He made a lot of, he forced a lot of passes, and you're seeing you're seeing that kind of go like trickle down the lineup, like Drew's shooting the puck more than I've ever seen him so far in the first three games. Like he's right. actually firing the puck and eleven shots. Over yeah. So it, losing Voracek and that mentality to just always look for the pass, I think is just going on the whole lineup, and and. Um, Atkinson. You talked about Atkinson. He does. He reminds me a little bit of Danny Briere. Uh, just constantly oh, moving, yeah. constantly a ball That's a of great energy. Yeah.
0: Like honestly, like if you look at Farabee and Atkinson right now, they're second in the NHL in plus minor. And generally, if you've seen the Flyers, we've usually had guys on the low end of the spectrum of, of far as plus minus. Now, obviously, a lot of that had to do with having the worst defense in the league no. last year. But they're at a plus seven each. I mean that that just shows you how dominant that line is. And Broussard's a plus five, so or actually plus six. So between the three of them, like that line is just firing on a cylinders. And that's why I said like, if this line can continue that consistency, and then the Drew line and Couturier, not that they're not playing good because they are, they're just not. They don't have the numbers as far as it's three games. Yeah. But what I mean is, is if they can have two lines like that then this team is definitely going to be better than what i thought
2: i you know. well i'm uh, gonna so we got so we got one guy who's really really listening into everything we, gotta say. <laughs> we <laughs> well, got to say we got ready decking in with a bunch of hockey action um so listen um yeah as, as far as like just to wrap up the flyer stuff like i i'm I'm really th- – this was the team that I was really, really excited for because it was the team that had done, like, for me, that I felt like had done the most in the off season to really kind of switch things up. Like, Chuck Fletcher gets a whole lot of credit for, for making some of the moves that he made and, you know, for for – not for nothing, but, like, turning a whole lot of nothing into something.
0: Most definitely. I mean, I think Chuck Fletcher, if this team continues on this trek, even if they don't, like, vie for a playoff spot, could be in conversation for GM of the year just because of the, the, the different – like, it's not just the, the numbers. Like, it's the, the whole mentality of this team is, like, night and day. Right. Like, honest to God, like, Flyers hockey is fun to watch again. I heard yeah. – I saw so many people, like – tweeting that out and saying it like, Oh my God, this team's so fun to watch. Like, dude, like the last cup, like last year was just so boring. Every game, it was like a hundred turnovers, like, you know, Mike, you know, like obviously when your team's not doing well, it's not fun to watch, but like when you have a team, at least that like battles, even if they're not doing well on the score sheet, it were, you know, record wise at least you know they care. But when, like, last year's team, it was like nobody had each other's backs. I mean, I remember when Lindblom got ran over and nobody came to his defense. And, like, it was, like, an outrage. Like, you won't see that with this team. Like, these guys are, like, gamers, and they're ready to, like – they want to win, you could tell. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's all I kept thinking about uh, in that Seattle game with all the fights is, like, I was thinking back to last year and Lindblom getting cross-checked in the head. Right, and nobody doing anything about it. Um, and I, I think the Flyers only had like two or three fights last year, and Lynn was one of them. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so, and then you go to, to the, the, the game against the Kraken where they're you know, Nate Thompson's sticking up for Claude Giroux. You have Nick Sealer, who two or three weeks before that, Flyers fans probably didn't even know. Um, and became a fan favorite maybe that night just by, by hyping up the crowd and, and, right. and that whole thing, that whole fight. And he he, he took his shots uh, from Alexiak, who's a jo- – he's a, he's a monster. He's gigantic. <laughs> he's <BN2 is laughs> enormous. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, just playing for each other is, is really kind of the mindset that they've had this year that we've been lacking in years in the past.
2: Well, speaking of fun, the, the ESPN TNT coverage – this league kind of got like when, when they got big, it was the equivalent of like the English premier league in getting relegated, right? Like their, their coverage essentially got relegated to like the, the oasis of sports for a while. you couldn't even find them on like the ESPN banner at the top. They were in like the drop down more sports section. Remember um, when they were
3: on like the Outdoor Network? <laughs> they were on the
2: Outdoor Network. They, like they were versus.
3: I think it ended up ver- being like, after that. Yeah. Versus. Yes.
2: The fact that they were on a couple of channels that don't even exist anymore, or that aren't even car- like <laughs> that are carrying, you know, the the Carson Wentz uh, duck hunt shootout. <laughs> like oh the God. fact that now they they've gotten this platform to be able to elevate the sport. Um, What are your thoughts on the coverage so far?
3: Uh, I think it's spectacular. so far, has ESPN only done the one night, opening night, or did I miss yeah. another night? It was just the opening night. Yeah, yeah. I th- I thought the pregame shot and like all that stuff was good. The audio had some issues for me. Like the um the, the ice mics were way too hot, and I could barely hear the announcers. So I like I almost had to have the game muted. Um, gotcha. but other than that, it was all right. the TNT broadcast. They hit a home run on that, though. That's phenomenal. The pregame, the intermissions, the just everything about that I thought was tremendous.
2: Like having Gretzky on there, the fact that they brought Barkley on there, uh, terrific was was gold like you put charles barkley on any sport any and and just let him talk um and the craziest thing is that you would think he gets up there and he's like a big goober right he knows his shit like he knows what he's talking about and the one reason why i think he does is because he bets on on everything so he's got to know
0: Ah, uh, Charles Barkley is yeah. I mean, he's a legend. Like, and he's just fun. You're, I mean, talk. You hit it on the head. Fun. I mean, it's it's fun again. Like, it, you're right. Watching, you know, when you have bad broadcast, that can like totally just spoil the whole moment for anybody, and especially, uh, you know, a lot of times with like the layman or somebody that might not be a hockey fan. You know, even like us you know but just maybe somebody that wants to watch something different and i think having this kind of you know bettering the coverage is going to kind of get more people attracted to the game yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: just- also going to give them a platform to kind of elevate the sport you know you can get if you know, we talked about Mike, on our op- on, on our opening show about like those young kids that are playing out west right the kids that are playing in edmonton and kids that are playing in vancouver that you want that nobody has any idea about right now you've got a platform to be able to put them on a national stage where you can get Connor mcdavid you can get you know who i mean listen nate name a young guy right you can Wilson put that who's
3: nate mckinnon yep
2: right the best you can of put the best. those guys on that platform and be able to use that as a way to be able to elevate the sport
3: yeah tnt really did a good job with personalities like um, by bringing in uh, like the one-on-one with with Gretzky and Barkley, um, you lost to a guy with a perm. Like he lost a fight to a guy with a perm. Like I was just cracking up. It was great. And then they had they had him shoot the Gretzky shoot on on Barkley, which was great. Um, and then they could get serious too. Like uh, the the next broadcast, the, the night of the Flyers, they were talking about the Jimmy Hayes thing. Um, and Paul Bissonnette literally had tears as he was talking about it, talking yeah. about the the, the, the drug uh, the drug issues there. Um, so they, they just have personalities and just people. Um, that people can relate to. That I, I think the broadcasts were lacking in years years past.
0: How about the music? Yeah, they brought back the old the, the old ESPN music. music. Yes, I yeah. love that. I that gives me chills because it's like it brings me back to when the Flyers were actually really good <laughs> ESPN yeah. a lot.
3: Right back in like what the late nineties, early two thousands. Yes. Yep, yep. It,
0: it just it kind of like it's kind of like Aaron and I talked about this on sports and metal like sometimes when you hear a certain song it brings you back to where you were when that song was big and it's oh, yeah. the same thing like when you hear that old ESPN hockey it's it's like distinct it's like the same thing with the old NFL oh yeah and, you know monday night football back in the day when it was you know madden and and summerall like just it's a different
2: vibe you're there is something about good intro okay. music. Yeah. Speaking of music, real quick, I know we <laughs> – Mike, we could and, – and I think you guys covered it too, the the, uh, the goal song. Uh, yeah. It's it's not good. It's
3: it's funny. So, uh, so I was at the, the cracking game, and, and after they scored – the, the flash scored the fifth goal. I was like, all right, you guys can stop scoring now because I don't want to have to hear that song again. I, five's <laughs> enough. I feel comfortable with the lead. You guys are done here. <laughs> I heard. Yeah.
2: I heard you, you. Was that the game you guys were talking about where you live bet the the game? You I did. You yeah,
3: ball? yeah. That really annoyed me. There, I think there's about ten minutes left in the period. So there's it was six to one. So there were seven goals scored. Uh, it was the the over under was at eight and a half. I was like, ah, two goals in the last ten minutes. I don't like it. It got to right around eight minutes left in the period in, in the game, and it went to seven and a half. I was like, all right, well, let's let's throw some money on it, and it didn't happen. No.
0: But by the way. I don't think you even noticed this, but you're actually uh, supporting ESPN. They're behind you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, oh, Look. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if it <laughs> – you didn't even – you didn't even. Uh, we didn't that up.
3: No. Nah, you <laughs> didn't the, plan the, that. No, nah, the bubble hockey team uh, i to give a shout <laughs> out to
0: ESPN right there. Yeah, that's there we go. awesome, by the way. That's Pop- badass. <laughs> the bubble hockey? Oh, yeah. Man, I'm jealous. Yeah, um, no, got,
3: my neighbor gave that to me. He was throwing it out. I was like, nice. no, don't throw it out. I'll take it
2: that's uh, That is game game game. Edition that's right there. That's cool all right around what so what What are some things around the league that you saw that you that you think are what, what was the most surprising thing in the first couple games
3: uh the buffalo sabers being three right. <laughs> 0 right right i mean the That's... fact
2: that I had to that that I was looking at the Buffalo Sabers in the top ten, what like that was a team that we said early on that was going to be complete trash. Yeah, I mean, I
3: wonder if it's one of the things where like, hey, everybody's doubting us, right? It's the underdog mentality. Good, man. Um, you know, they're just kind of playing together, and they I don't think they play anybody all that great. So I, they play Arizona, who I think is probably going to be the worst team in the league. Um. So that'll turn around eventually, but it's an interesting story this early on, especially with the whole Jack Eichel thing still up in the air, which is yeah. Insane what are you,
2: what are your thoughts on that, real quick?
3: Um, I, I think Buffalo is a dumpster fire. I mean, I, I at this point just just let him get the surgery because at this point, I like I don't see the negative to the Buffalo Sabres in letting him get the surgery because he's never going to play for you again, regardless if he has the surgery or not. Um, right. So he
2: either he either gets it. And he's healthy enough for you to move him, right? Or he doesn't get it, and then you get nothing. Exactly, and he leaves.
3: I don't Don even know if he, he really can't leave. Like it's it's a weird situation. I I don't know.
0: It's, it's, it's mind boggling. Why? Like honestly, why wouldn't you just at this point want to just cut bait and trade him? Like it doesn't make sense. To, to, i mean at least on the surface it doesn't i mean unless there's things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about but like okay. i mean why would you i don't know just yeah you're right it's it's a crazy all-around situation i mean who wouldn't want the guy if he was healthy
3: right but, oh he's he's a franchise type player when he's healthy yeah,
0: i think i definitely agree i think buffalo for me is my, is my surprise uh but I'm also happy to kind of see two of my dark horses doing well so far with Florida and Edmonton. Now, obviously, Mike Smith getting hurt, that could kind of change things real quick for Edmonton because I'm not sure how good, you know, their backup goalie is. Uh, I, I figured if, if Edmonton – I think actually, Mike, I think you might have chimed in on that show that, you know, that was a big question mark. Could he, you know, replicate what he did at, at, at age 40 – and obviously, he, I just saw he's going on IR. So, that could hurt them. But, I mean, Florida, they're that team. Like I said, they have a ton of talent. Like, when you have a young nucleus, you know, there's there's always going to be a chance. But, like I said, I think, for me, my surprise is the Flyers.
2: Yeah. I mean, Yeah, I mean, you, you could very easily make a case that, like, the Flyers – played their way into being relevant within that first week and they give themselves, if they're, if they're going in, it, that that I think the most impressive game out of all three of those games was the, was the Bruins game, yeah. right? Cause that's a game that you're playing against a team that has been in the elite echelon of the East as you know, for the last handful of years. Um, I mean, the fact that, you know that Tampa split their four games surprised me a little bit i thought they they'd be able to get back you know with Vasilevsky, they're able to get me maybe, maybe get a hotter get you know a better start to the season but i think they're a team that'll be you know once things start to shake loose that'll just they'll be able to you know they'll have a month where they will rip off like you know 13 14 wins and, and, you know, really put some space in between themselves. But, you know, Florida, Edmonton, Minnesota, like those are teams that played well the first week.
3: Yeah, I, I actually – I expected a little bit of regression in the regular season from Tampa. Um, I didn't expect them to dominate because that third line for them – was so crucial all last year, really the last two years, with Coleman, um, who was a Coleman, Gord, and Goudreau. Uh, Coleman and uh, Goudreau went off the free agency. Gord went to Seattle. Um, and then you lose Kucherov for, it seems like, long term. So the, right. it's a lot of yeah, missing. And, 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 and they lost Tyler Johnson to Chicago. So that's a lot of missing guys, a lot of turnovers. Yeah.
1: It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data
0: is protected from a cyber attack. And that... You know, <laughs> you know, my thoughts on Kucherov. I mean, he was my dark horse for MVP. Like,
3: oh, he's back, fantastic when he's healthy.
0: He's a stud, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he missed all last year. Um, and I the playoffs, say, he, know, playoffs he I didn't miss a beat. The guy that that is kind of you know, player wise, it surprised me. And speaking of Tampa, is Stamkos. He looks like he's like fired up, rejuvenated. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, he, I think he has seven points already, and he's been in every game, he's been like all over the, the ice. I've been, and I obviously, we're, you know, we don't really get to see every game, away game, you know, when, when it's Tampa. But from everybody I've been hearing, like, you know, obviously, in the Twitter sphere, like, you see, like, you know, people that you follow that are, you know, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, either media or, you know, people that are plugged in. And everyone's saying how he kind of just looks like, you know, young again. Yeah. So that could be. Like, he's a guy that, I mean, during our lifetime was, you know, a stud. And, you know, obviously over the last few years, he's, you know, I'm not saying he's went away, but just, you know, talking about surprises. For me, you know, that's a guy that, you know, is out there. I don't know who, how about you? I mean. Yeah, he's been playing well.
3: I do like the Florida pick. Um, they're winning right now to Colorado 3-1. to I'm actually watching the game. There's a couple of fights, couple of fights that are going on. The ES, uh, speaking of ESPN, I love the fact that they're on ESPN Plus now. I used to get the NHL TV package, which was like okay. 160 bucks, I think it is. Now ESPN Plus is like what four or five dollars a month. I think I have the the bundle with Disney, and it's like oh, 13, nice. it's like it's like 13 bucks, You you watch all the games on ESPN oh, Plus. Oh, well, I'm gonna
0: have to get that then. Yeah, it's
3: Thank great. You, you watch all the games I'm, on ESPN Plus.
2: <laughs> I think that's one of the things that where I'm like, I think I might have it. Like I know I have Disney Plus, and I'm like. <laughs> I might he have probably have it. it. It doesn't know he has it. Yeah, it's, to,
3: have to it's like I think it's like thirteen ninety nine or twelve ninety nine. You get uh, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu. You get all those for like twelve or thirteen bucks.
2: That's a no brainer.
3: Yeah, and, and with the ESPN Plus, you get all the uh, all the hockey games. So it's awesome.
2: Mike, are you are you a late night hockey guy?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I d- d- I I got the when I started getting the NHL package, it was for. I've had it for years now, but the last few, I made it. Uh, I made it like really important to see Connor McDavid every night because he's just insane. Connor, he's just insanely fun to watch. <laughs> like every just anytime he has a puck, it's just something's gonna happen.
0: Right. It. It's crazy because isn't it amazing that, you know, the generational player that we all kind of. I mean, Don and I are a little older than you, Mike, but. You know, growing up, obviously, you know, Wayne Gretzky probably yep. pro- I mean I, I know there's people that argue that he's no longer the greatest player of all time, but in my opinion, he's will always be the greatest hockey player in my of my lifetime anyway.
3: It's but, hard to argue against the stats. I mean, the stats
0: it's pretty isn't it pretty cool and ironic that the, the new generational player, Connor McDavid, is on the Oilers. Like, I think it's crazy like that a team like that can say, wow, We not only did we have Wayne Gretzky, we now have Connor McDavid.
3: And he probably should have ended up on the Buffalo Sabres. Could you imagine him in that mess? Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, I mean that, that year the he... Sabres finished dead last and lost the lottery and got Jack Eichel.
0: Oh. Wow. <laughs> now, what a draft that was, too, though. Yep. Right? I mean, not that Jack Eichel, I mean, he's hurt, but still.
3: One, two, that's great. And then I think who two went two third? Dylan Strom, I think it was. So yeah. uh, the top three is pretty good.
2: You know what's crazy though is that like those guys are never. Whenever this city picks at the top of the draft, <laughs> those guys are never there.
0: Nope, never. But but how about it? You, so you can even go to like another comparison. So not only is it the Wayne Gretzky, Connor McDavid comparison, you also had remember you had Wayne Gretzky with Messier. And you have Connor McDavid, which is salty. Yeah. yeah. Like, isn't that, it's, it's insane. Like it's, I, weird, it's huh? like Robin That's and Batman, weird. Batman and Robin. Like
3: also Dressalty is the greatest, uh, pronunciation of, of dry slate all I've ever heard in my life.
0: Uh, no, I know. I can't. <laughs> <forget>. Sorry.
3: <laughs> nah, I just had to throw it out there. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm not too good with it
3: now, <laughs> Uh It's great.
2: Oh, so as far as like the, the power rankings, the top 10, so, you know, we we you know, Jay, you you started to put together a list, um, you know, and, and looking at the teams that have done really well in that first week, you know, at ten, we can start at ten with the Maple Leafs. What are your thoughts there? Who me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah. What do you think of the Maple
3: Leafs? I the mean, M- I... yeah. I mean their their offense is is good. I mean, I, I know the first couple games they they were without Matthews. Um so the offense looked a little different. Um but when Matthews is in there, Tavares is able to slot down into the second line and their offense kind of works. It, it, the back end is still questionable for me in terms of defense and goalie, but I think their offense is good enough to win games. Um and that's kind of what's going to have to win them games. So I I'm hit or miss on on the Maple Leafs right now.
2: Yeah, I see. Jay you had the you had the Red Wings and Capitals next 9 and 8
0: Yeah I mean for me uh, I don't always go by uh, you know records but you know obviously both of those teams are you know 2-0 oh, and 1 Like I said it's hard to do it when it's early cuz it's a small sample size but I will say with the Red Wings uh, you know Todd Bertuzzi talk about another guy that's an older guy that that's fired up like He's come out. He's leading the league in plus minus. He's all over the ice again. He looks like the old, you know, the Todd Bertuzzi that we know, like yeah, you know, hitting everything in sight. He plays um, like a
3: pest for sure.
0: You know, they're a team too that I, you know, I had said, you know, could be on the cusp. They're not, I don't think they're ready yet to go to the next level, but they're a team that's kind of been building towards, you know, becoming, you know, in that tier maybe next to contending. Not not in contention, but, you know, they get a bounce here or there and, you know, somebody overperforms like a Bertuzzi, they could go up to the next level. So, yeah, for me, I mean, obviously the Capitals, I mean, people have been, I, I saw a guy try to have a hot take that, Ovechkin will not score 30 goals this year. And I said, are you out of your frigging mind? Like he the he guy, has like three or four. He has four. <laughs> yeah. he's got, he's got four already. That's what I mean. Like I saw that and I'm like, dude, you're just trying to, that's like a Howard asking. Come on. Like, <laughs> you real here. Like, there, there's no way that Alex Ovechkin is not going to score 30 goals. The guy, I mean, the only way he won't score 30 goals is if he's hurt. He's,
3: he has a better chance to score 60 than he does 30. Exactly. Or less than 30. Sorry.
0: So, oh. yeah. I mean, how about you, Don? I mean, what do you think? Because I, I, I Washington to me is a team that's always going to be there because of Ovechkin.
2: Yeah, I think I think Ovechkin is the one that drives that train, right? He's the one who's going to be the catalyst for that team. Um, and I feel like he's, he's the type of player that's going to be that way until he retires. Like he's always going to be the guy that comes out with that energy that kind of force feeds the, the offense for the, for the capitals. Um, But then like, if you look at like the, the teams that we, that we looked at at seven and six, the, both the, both the Pennsylvania teams, right. The flyers and penguins. Um, I think both teams that are, you know, trying to capitalize off of that, you know, that hot start. um, You could not have asked for a better start to the season for the flyers right they, the the way that they've come out with the amount of energy that they've been able to have every shift it, the, nobody's taking any shifts off even on like i saw a couple yeah you know, there were there were a couple of plays in the games where Yandel makes mistakes and they get burned right but then there are plays later on in in, in the game where you know there was one where he the the puck goes around and he stops at the blue line, keeps it in the zone, and it ends up resulting in a, in a goal. Um, I just – I I think I, – I don't know. I couldn't have asked for a better start for a team that w- we didn't really – that had a lot of question marks. And I think the more that you're st- seeing them produce on the ice, the more that you're going to see that – that shoot first mentality that aggression is going to it's going to be something that they're going to be able to capitalize on
3: yeah and I, I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about the flyers um but i, I read a report from elliot freeman today that said joel farab getting like legit olympic buzz for team usa so wow. yeah so that, that'd be kind of big to see i mean he's been on fire so i definitely understand why but i mean that'd be big for him
0: i i i, I couldn't i couldn't agree more. Like. Joel Farabee to me, I, I say he's a guy that's, he's not on, he's not an elite player, but he has talent to become elite. Like there's guys that are just elite. So you have your Sidney Crosby's, we talked about McDavid's. It's like, they're like generational elite, you know, but then you have your other guys like, you know, that kind of have to work at becoming, you know, great players like your Marshans and stuff like that that is a guy that I believe Farabee could become like, and we even had those thoughts about TK and I, I, you know, I I know we kind of moved on from the flyers, but we we do got to bring up like TK. I mean, he looks like he's back. Like he's a guy that I'm not going to lie to I was almost kind of ready to give up on at this point. Like, cause he was just so frustrating. Like he has the talent. And I know that a lot of people comped him to Brad Marchand, like, same play, like, same, you know, style. And it's just, you know, we've kind of been like, where have you been lately? And But he looks like he's kind of on another level now. So I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think if TK has the bounce back year that everybody wants, <laughs> like I said, that once again – so I, I know I had the Flyers, like – I, I'm like seventh on the power rankings, but realistically they could be first. I mean, if you really look at, you know, maybe other than the game one
2: mishap, right. Which they still almost ended up winning. I mean, the fact that they were still able to bat that they were able to battle back and one, not give up any more goals after the second period and two get a point out of that game. Those are points. You got to steal, right? A game where you 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 had the lead early. You give up four straight goals in the second period. The fact that you're able to bounce back in the third period, get two goals, take it to overtime, it goes to a shootout. Why the shootout is the kryptonite for this team, I will never understand. But the fact that they were able to still walk out of there with a point, you know, those points you got to steal early on in the season. Yeah, those are points that they're going to need later on when they're, you know, when, when, those playoff seedings are going to start shaking.
0: Yep. Ma-
3: yep. Mike, yes. your thoughts on that? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's fire the shootout directly into the sun. The shootout is the absolute <laughs> worst thing in the world. I, I want to get rid of it. I, 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 t- I tweeted it out. Uh, the, you know, after that game. where I, I, I'm fine with the Tortorella school of, of thinking. Right? It's just play, play three on three until somebody dies. I'm, just, I'm just <laughs> fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs>
0: I was just going to say, like, the three-on-three is actually super fun to watch. Like, did you see that – I forget what game they were showing. I saw a replay of – it might have been the Edmonton game. Like, Or no, it was the Rangers. Okay. The three-on-three, it was – I forget. I think it was the Rangers and whoever the Rangers played, and it was just back and forth. Like, there was, like, that sequence that Carter Hart had in game two. There was, like, six of them, like, back-to-back. Like, it was, like – Oh my god, this is like awesome to watch, like because it's so wide open. Like- oh, well, that,
3: that's what three on three was really intended to be when when they first brought it to the NHL. But then every team realized that possession is the most important thing. So now you're seeing teams just circle back and and it takes them thirty Stop. to forty seconds to get started. And next thing you know, you're just watching five minutes of them coasting because uh, they they just possession is the most important thing. So I think they got to figure out a way to make three on three more entertaining the way it was supposed to supposed to be played. But
0: it's, well, do you it, think if they get rid of the shootout that maybe that it would give teams more incentive to say, well, you know, cause you think that they're doing that. Like what you're saying is it's almost like they're trying to get it to the shootout. So if, what if they did away with that? Do you think that would fix it, it? It could.
3: I don't know if they ever would. Cause I don't think they want like long games. I just I don't think they want that at all. All right.
2: Mike, Mike, I got a, I got a proposition for you. Okay. You ready? Yep. You win in regular time, you get 3 points. You win in overtime, you get 2 points. You win in the shootout, you get 1 point. If you lose, you get 0 points. It it's the one thing about the shootout that drives me nuts is the fact that the team that just because you took it to a shootout, the team that loses you get a point is still getting a point. Does that give them maybe more incentive to try – like, obviously, you're going to try – like, if you can get three points, like, coming up with some kind of variation of the point system where the losing team – the team that loses gets zero, so there's not this incentive to try to get it to a shootout because you know you're going to get a point out of it.
3: I'm on board with that 100%. And it might make yeah. – um, it might make like regular or regulation more, more interesting. If, if teams are trying to press late in the game, instead of trying to force it to overtime, maybe they, they put, you know, their foot on the gas a little bit and try to score. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely on board with that. I don't know if they'll ever do it, but
0: I'm putting my hat in for Don for commissioner. (laughs) There we go. Take it over for Gary. Then we have an in.
2: (laughs) Listen, I I was propositioning the NFL last year to put games more games on Nickelodeon to try to get some kids involved, <laughs> try to get some kids interested, and in, like like I think I seriously you, like they were telling me I was crazy, but I think that is really a sincerely good way to get the kids get kids interested, like the fact that you know I think Alvin Kamara scoring a touchdown and like the, the end zone implodes in slime, like <laughs> right get getting like. Just something fun, just like that's an aside though. That's just my 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 my, my ways to to spice up the sport a little bit. Right. Um. But, but I but I think you're right, Mike. A- any way to incentivize the team to play harder? Like, if you got a team that's on the verge of the playoffs and they need those three points, you best believe they're going to be trying to score a- and win in that re- in in re- in regulation time.
0: I think, but anything great idea, to do away Don. with
2: the losing team getting a point. Like can you imagine, like in the NFL, if there was like a win loss and then like an overtime tie, <laughs> like oh, we got it to overtime. We get like half of a win. Like it just the 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 whole idea of the losing team still getting a point. Absolutely makes no sense. Right. To me. In, in baseball, well, how- you could go, you could go seventeen
3: innings, right, and lose, and you don't get anything for that loss. You know right. what I mean?
0: Look how hockey's kind of, you know, transpired, like the changes in in the game. I mean, remember back in the day when it was like the ten minute overtime?
2: Yeah, I mean, and
0: it went to five. Yeah. You know, obviously the playoffs they keep it as a twenty minute overtime, but. Or at least, at least they did. I, I don't know that. Yeah, if that's no, I don't it's still the same.
3: Yeah, five but,
0: on five. But yep. it used to be regular season hockey when uh, overtime was ten minutes. Back when I remember, back in like ninety five,
2: maybe it was well, not. I, I, I will. I will still say the best. The best game I ever watched was that that game in Pittsburgh. The five overtime with Primo. that went five overtimes. In like Primo. I, I can remember sitting like on my parents' couch, and my dad's coming downstairs because I had I must have had volume up like super loud, and it's like two o'clock in the morning. Dude. He comes down, he goes, he walks in, he listens, he goes, "This fucking game still on?" <laughs> i like, Dad, the," I was like, "Dad, go get a beer, sit <laughs> down." Yeah, I, 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 like
3: I remember but, that. I was I was about to, I was about to turn eight years old right so yeah so i, I was because that happened in what, 2000 I happened in 2000 so yeah so i was about i was about to be eight years old because i think it happened in may 2000 um i was about to turn eight in june um and i remember trying to stay up and it got to right around 12 i school the next day or whatever i fell asleep on the couch i woke up maybe three four in the morning just to go to bed and i was dad they win they did <laughs> i was like oh, awesome so yeah
0: <laughs> it's funny yeah crazy i was working at that's back you know when i was at shop and i i kept saying man i gotta be up at four for work i gotta go to bed and i'm like i couldn't go to bed so i i ended up watching the whole game and i actually got no sleep because i had to be in work in an hour like an hour after the game ended so it was like everyone was just like blown away i mean yeah. Definitely the best game. I mean, you, you just brought back a memory, just yeah, you're kind yeah, of getting absolutely. a chill, just thinking of it. Like that game was like. And, and if you tell people today, like in today's, you know, the younger generation that never saw like that kind of a game, like, I mean, it's just, you can't explain it, like, unless you
2: remember watching it. Oh my God. I, I literally, I, I, the, 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 the euphoric feeling of, of that when, realizing that I had just invested like seven hours of my life, <laughs> like just, but, and, and then, but it's crazy. Cause then you're like, all right, what the fuck do I do now? Like, it's like two o'clock in the morning. Like I got, what, what am I supposed to do? But like that, like, so where like my best memories of the flyers are rooted in like in that, in that enormously inordinately long overtime game. I really feel like there's a there's gotta be a better way to award the points to the team that actually wins and just award them based on when the game was won
3: right yeah or just find a way to make overtime more interesting like th- remember the year the year Gossesberg bear came up as a rookie um okay. how electric he was in three on three I mean it was something we'd never seen before it was it was so incredibly fun to watch and that because I think that was that was either like the second or third year of three or three it might have even been the first um yeah, but it, it was right. brain it was brand new to hockey essentially and it was just electric but now it's just it's possession it's all it's about yeah
2: it's literally like you're like you like you were saying like literally skate around in a circle for forty seconds until you can get your three guys set up and then you get one shot at it. And then it just it it literally just flips back around and it's the same exact thing. It's like whoever's got like whoever you, you I guess at that point you're you're trying to create that that odd man rush and and that opportunity, but I don't
0: know. I, I gotta it. I gotta find out. Burn it down. What game that was the, the Ranger game and I, I'm gonna find out and let you guys know. You gotta go back and check it out. Like it's exactly what Mike is just talking. Like right. it's the epitome of. The opposite of, of what most of these games are. Like, it was literally like every sequence was like a breakaway and then like three saves and then back the other way and it was like three more saves. I was like, oh, my God. Wow.
3: Was was it this season?
0: Yeah, it just happened.
3: Okay, because on Monday they played the Maple Leafs. Was it that That's game? That's it. It okay, was the Maple
0: Leafs. Yeah.
2: Walk, yeah they, go they, back. They,
3: they won two to one in overtime. I'll have yeah. to watch you overtime in that game.
2: All right. Well, before we move into final thoughts, I got, I got a, I got a, I got a pop Rich, one of Rich's comments up here. <laughs> oh what is it? What, what is? What is a Canuck? I love it. Does it stand for Canadian fuck?
3: <laughs> that's funny,
2: <laughs> Rich. Oh, uh, that's that's just that's that's just classic Rich. That's we love uh, you, Rich. Well, Gentlemen, the, the, instead of doing final thoughts, I decided we would do something akin to something that was more along the lines of hockey. So the three stars of the night. So player team event, anything that stood out your third star, right? They start with the third star, the third star, Jay, who's your third star. My or third what? star. It's tough. Like you're talking whole league. So so my, my third star was was I, I was looking at Chuck Fletcher, right? Chuck Fletcher gets my third star for the offseason moves paying off early. My second star, the opening night from the Kraken Knights game, that on ice three D uh uh, I don't even uh, like I'm technology, but like it's like this like immersion kind of stuff coming out of the ice, and like it was incredible. I loved it. Um, yeah, they they did that a lot.
3: I don't remember if they did it last year, but I know the 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 first year in the league it might it might even be every every playoffs that they've been in. Uh, they they they've done it a lot. Um, the the entrances with the different the mascots and everything. Yeah, the golden knights. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It, yeah, their visuals
2: are insane. Um, and then my first star, um, the the locker tribute that Columbus did for their goalie was just incredible. Like the having it all set up, having everything the way that it would if he were playing in the game, um, you know, really just kind of, you know took me back to like, you know the 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 Philly reference that I would make is like when when uh like with Jerome Brown, right? When Jerome Brown passed and they had his locker set up at every game, the the fact that they were doing that, um, you know, just shout out to Columbus.
3: Yeah, matisse Cliff Lennox. If I said, I hope I said that right, but yeah. yeah um. So my uh my three star hey, Jay, did you want to go or do you want, do you want me to? Well, no, um... you can go. Okay. That
0: that's, that that first one's the hardest. Hard to top, by the way. I yeah, don't know,
3: that, so like I can, that is. I don't. I don't know if I'm I gonna do that. I think you just but. took
0: the Mount Rushmore there, oh, man. Um,
3: right. Damn. <laughs> um. So my third star. I talked actually my third and second star. We already we already kind of talked about a little bit. But my third star, Connor McDavid. Just how insanely funny. is eight points in three games. His tenth career hat trick, which already at age 24 is the fifth most in Oilers history. Um, <sighs> at just 24 years old, he's just he's just insane. He's just. Ins- Crazy fun to watch. Every Oilers game is must-watch TV. He is um, going to
2: destroy their their stat book.
3: Yeah, absolutely. he's probably not going to touch anything by Gretzky, but he's going to—he's probably going to be number two or three when it's all said and done. Um, and then my second star is is the TNT broadcast just as a whole. I mean, just we talked about it earlier—the personalities on that—it was just entertaining. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And then uh, my my first so my first star of the night is um. Something I don't usually do. I don't usually give these people credit, right? I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, I haven't heard the Wells Fargo Center as loud as it's been, like it was this week, in a very long time. So my first star goes to the to, to the Flyers fans because they. I think they've been. It's just renewed energy, um, and it's it's been spectacular.
0: Dude, that's an awesome. See, oh, yeah. that, man, these are good ones. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like <laughs> uh, I'm struggling here. So anyway. My third star, I'm going a little bit different route, like, because I, I, I don't want to choose the same thing. Because McDavid was in my conversation, I'm gonna go Anze Kopitar. Uh, okay. He's having a huge bounce back year. He's got, I think he's tied with McDavid with eight points. Um, he's a guy that you know a lot of people, you know, forget about, but he, he's 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 a star and he's leading that team. And it's good to see and I I actually I'm a big fan. I hate to say I don't like to say it loudly, but (laughs) obviously I'm a diehard Flyers fan. But I always liked to watch the Kings, especially like because when they got uh, Jeff Carter and and Mike Richards and, you know, that that, those teams that won, I enjoyed watching them.
3: Yeah, Flyers of the West.
0: Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and deny that, you know, it's fun to see some of those guys succeed. And so. hey,
3: they were a fun team, too. I mean, D- Dustin Brown was great in those years. Jonathan Quick was like a top three goalie. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was, he was Jonathan
0: Quick was elite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know he's a little bit older now, but yeah. So that will be my third star. I, I hate to do the same thing, but my second one, I got to go with the, the broadcasts. I, I, I definitely, um, Blown away. I, obviously, I work a lot, so I, I haven't got to see as many games as you guys, but the games that I have, you know, watched and witnessed, it's definitely been, you know, back to what I enjoy. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, wanting to change the channel. Right. So, you know, th- that's my second star. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to keep it Homer because, you know, listen, we're a hockey show, but yeah. deep down inside we're a flyer show. My first star – is the Flyer second line? I like it. Brassard, uh, Brassard, Faraby, and uh, why am I forgetting his name? <laughs> Forget his name, oh, Atkinson. Atkinson, can <laughs> can So, yeah, that I mean, to me, that's they've been like a, the lightning rod, and just everything about them like, not just the points, but the energy. And, and, you know, how they react when they score a goal. And you can just tell, like, yeah. that they love it. And they, they, they've all said good things about the fans, um, you know, being so loud. Like, w- what Mike said, like, I – the other night I didn't get to watch the game. I got done work and I had to put it on 93 MMR. And it was loud as shit. Like, I could hear the fans <laughs> over the broadcast on radio. That's when you know – that your stadium is rocking. So kudos, you know, great, all both, everybody, great
2: picks um, that, all around. I mean, listen, you know, the, the thing that, that, you know, we're, I think the the, the main kind of consensus tonight was the fact that the, the Flyers have gotten themselves off to a, a really good start. So I think, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to look for them to kind of capitalize, you know, they go out West, they got a couple of late, late, late starts. Um, So, you know, just look for them to, you know, kind of take that, that Western road trip and, you know, get some, get some wins out West and, you know, look forward to, you know, checking in with everybody in a couple of weeks. Uh, We'll probably have a show, you know, in, you know, in in a couple of weeks. Uh, But Mike, thank you so much for, for popping on, for coming on and, Sharing yeah, th- your wealth of hockey knowledge. Hey, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Anything any, – What uh, right. you guys are, are
3: still going Monday nights? Yep, Monday nights. Right, we go live usually right around 9 o'clock um, on our Twitter and Facebook and YouTube uh, at Fired Up Podcast. So anybody can check us out there. Um, go check them out. They're <laughs> giving away a Fired Up t-shirt. Yep, Fired Up. Uh, a pl- p- pun off of our Fired Up uh, name with the ph um so yeah it's go go check that out appreciate it
0: Wait, tell every tell our audiences since we're a new show and we we have a newer audience uh tell everybody what you guys kind of you know talk about like wh- what is your show about
3: yeah so we're we are a philadelphia sports podcast um that talks about all things from the four major sports. Um, a lot of it's probably depression because that's what we were Philly fan, <laughs> we're Philly sports fans, so it's that's kind of what happens. You know, a, lo- a lot of Ben Simmons talk, even though we don't want to go there. Um, the you know the Eagles are you know having an abysmal year, so it's it you know we try to have as much fun as we can. So it's it's really just that, just the four the four main sports, and we go and we we try to go a little bit into movies and and fun. Well, that's what I meant. Pieces, uh, that's
0: what but, I was
2: kind of getting at. Yeah
0: because I've heard You're, you do the music and stuff too so your
2: trivia segment is, is <laughs> must listen
0: yeah yeah cuz
3: uh, yeah. anybody that knows me knows I'm terrible at trivia I have an awful memory <laughs> and I can't remember anything so that's kind of how the trivia segment started it's just Dom asking me questions and seeing how many I can get wrong <laughs>
2: dude, wait dude, I saw what, what real quick what <laughs> Dom was pretty I got to I got to get we got to get Dom on at some point cuz Dom was pretty pissed and that that I didn't ask him to
3: come <laughs> he on. Was. Yeah, that was that was uh this week's show. He's like, Wait, wait, you're gonna be on? He's like, I'm I'm a little offended. I'm gonna have to take it up with uh with Don and Jason. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we definitely, definitely awesome. gotta have him on. Absolutely.
2: Uh well everybody thank you for coming on and uh we yep. will check in with you all uh next week. Good fly. <laughs>